Hello, Bagelites, Kool-Aidians, however you identify yourselves. Do you have pets that need to be groomed, washed, nails clipped, whatever? Are you throwing an event in which you'll need cupcakes, cakes, or any other kind of special baked goods? Some of you are. In which case, we've reached out to two local business owners. Their contact information and their business name will be listed in the podcast description. If you mention that you heard about them on the Bagels and Kool-Aid podcast, they'll give you 10% off. (laughs) I'm looking out for small businesses and my listeners. I'm a saint. Anyway, now that the sponsorship portion is done, let's get into the next episode of Bagels and Kool-Aid. You already know what we do here, so I don't have to tell you what we do on this podcast but you do know what i'm gonna say next so sit back turn the volume up if you're in traffic by the fire or just sitting on the deck trying to kill some time please enjoy bagels and kool-aid lego You've got the grapes. What? You've got the grapes. Uh, like, <laughs> I have the mic. Did you yeah, start the, recording? Yeah, I already started. It was a joke about the grapes. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome <Sorry>. back. <laughs> Thanks, Will. <laughs> it's a solid start right there. Solid. Start. It is. It's human. I'm going to go ahead. Oh, oh I forgot about the greetings. Well, no, because it's, I'm so annoyed. As you know, Colin Kaepernick, I haven't watched football in three years. And growing up playing football, that's that's a big sacrifice for me. So, yeah. Update me the with NF- the situation. Here it comes. The NFL scheduled a tryout for him Saturday at Flowery Branch. Um, he canceled at like an hour before it happened to say you know, he didn't trust them, and he didn't think they had good motives. And they probably don't. He's probably right. But, you, I mean, don't wait till the hour before. And so he goes an hour away from Flowery Branch and does, like, this this tryout. And then he gives his speech, and he wears a Kunta Kente shirt. And I'm just like, come on, man. <laughs> like, he's making it so hard to support him and his cause. Like, by, I was so frustrated. So frustrating. What is the shirt? Kunta Kinte is a character in uh, Roots, Alex Haley. It was a miniseries about slavery. And Kunta Kinte was like the main character. But just the fact that he would wear that shirt to this situation, I'm like, Colin, this isn't the time. (laughs) You don't go to a job interview and piss off the employers, whether you respect them or not. And uh, It's really hard not watching football. That's it all comes well, back to me, okay. is what I'm saying. So does it make you wonder if maybe there's more to this whole thing than what we're seeing? Like, there's another layer to it? Like, maybe Colin isn't as good of a person as you thought? Or no? I'm starting to get the feeling that this is more about him being a martyr than a quarterback. Which yeah. I didn't want to admit, but I'm just like... You can't keep saying, oh, I don't trust their motives for the tryouts, and I think they're all out to get me. Then why are you still trying to work with them? They don't work for the company. It's just like, 
ah, I got so angry. Because I was going to call out from work and drive to Flowery Branch. Like, that's how committed I was. Mm. And then he canceled it, and I was just like, well, damn. I'm glad I didn't call out, because I just cashed in my PTO. Seriously. Yeah. So I was just, I just had to get that off my chest. I didn't want to put on social media, because I don't really care about anybody else's opinion with their comments. But I was, oh, I was so frustrated. Yeah, I just wonder if, like, you know, sometimes these situations, there's, it's not always obvious, the whole story, and you can get an idea and see one side of it, and you, like, it's the easier side to believe, especially for him. He, he, being on his side, it's like you're on the good side. Yeah. But... I wonder if he kind of overdid it some. I feel like it's a PR move from both sides, but uh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I just had to get that off my chest before I forgot to, to vent about it. No, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of venting, mm. have you heard that Instagram is about to get rid of the like system? The like system? Yep. They're about to take away. Well, they say it's it's hurting mental health and giving people anxiety because they don't get enough likes. And I was just curious. You have an Instagram. What do you think about that? Is it worth posting without getting a like? Like, what's the point now? That's funny. That's like, that was my thought at first. I'm like, well, what's the point? Huh? That's pathetic. Um, I mean, that's so funny because you're, it's like, oh, what are we going to do? Just look at the pictures? But yeah, <laughs> that's what you do. Um, that's all it'll be now. That's interesting. I mean, I, I think that it's probably not a bad idea. Think about it. When you post a picture, whether you're into it or not, you can't help but look at like your follow-up and see if that was a successful picture or posting or not, you know? Not but did you ever get like... Do you ever get sad when you get, like, two likes? You're like, damn. I I don't, (laughs) but I'm also not, I'm not super, super attached to social media. Like, a lot, like, I know many people are way more attached than I am. And and I'm not admitting, I mean, I definitely have some attachment. I look at social media every day, unfortunately. It just doesn't shape the way your life operates. No, but it definitely shapes a lot of people's lives. I mean, think about all the suicide kids that come in who literally tried to take their life because of one of these experiences on social media. Like whether it was yeah. enough likes or someone was teasing them or oh, it makes me so sad. It makes my heart. Well, you can still make comments, you know. Right. So that's so I'm just yeah. like, well, that's what most of the bullying is, is in the comments, not the light, lack of likes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. A lot of the bullying is um, in the comments. And the... Um, I don't know. I, I think it's worth trying and seeing if it has an effect. Mm. Are you ready for one of Will's, Will's conspiracy theories? Yes. Oh, we gotta get like some theme music for every time I have one of these. Okay. Seriously. I think they're taking the likes away because they can't monetize it. And what I mean by that is if you have a small business 
you can make a lot of money on Instagram and Instagram's not making any money off of it. So I think what they're going to do is have a different tier for Instagram people where if you pay, then you can see your likes. Mm. I think they're upset because they're not getting any money. You think they're there's a new level coming to the likes? I do. I think the premium members will be able to see their likes and it'll probably be about $10 a month. I feel that coming. Hmm. I don't think it's about the bully kids at all. I think it's about, wait a minute. Why is, so, like Kylie Jenner, for instance, like a lot of her business is done on social media and they're not getting a dime of that. Right. So but the thing is, they're so freaking rich. Like Instagram's literally worth I'm pretty sure it's over, no, I don't want to say a number. It sounds stupid. No, it's $4 billion. It's just so Okay, it's I was going to say, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's over a billion dollars. It's four. So it's why, why in the world would they, apparently it's worth more than $100 billion. Okay, good. I'm yeah. glad that that wasn't a stupid thought, that it's worth over a billion dollars. That is so insane. It's never too much. Apparently, let's see what Facebook's worth is. It has to be over 200. It's never, I mean, you look at someone like Bill Gates, who's, you know, openly said last week, I forgot forgot what article it was, but he openly said last week that, you know, he's not against voting for Trump again because of the tax situations. Like, and he's the richest man in the United States. And he's just like, mm, I don't want to pay any taxes. So it's yeah. never too much. That's <laughs> like, really sad. When they reach a certain level, it's just like they want another yacht and another one. Yeah. It's greed. Greed hits everyone, I think. It's disgusting. Do you think that you should only be <laughs> able to make up to a certain amount and then after that you have to donate it back into society? You know, I feel like we've known each other too long because I actually have this in my phone. Ask Colette if there should be a cap on on wealth. I mm. literally was about to ask you that. That's should weird. there be a cap? That that's weird. Should there be a cap on billionaire? Um. Ugh. Yeah, Facebook I think so. is worth five hundred and fifty-six billion dollars. <laughs> that's insane. It doesn't. I think after twenty billion, it's kind of like it I just doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, like okay, so someone like Bill Gates, do you really? I mean, maybe you care about being taxed like so high because you'd rather control where your money goes. But essentially, is it really affecting you? Like you still live the life you want to live. It's not impacting you at all that way. <laughs> the money that you're losing is only going to go towards things like roads and schools and stuff like that, which you're probably donating extra money to. So like, why do you really care? They did a breakdown of how much he would have to pay. And I think under Elizabeth Warren's plan, Bill Gates mm-hmm. would have to pay $8 billion. But is that going to change his life in any way? No, because you he'll know? still be worth roughly $70 billion. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, yeah, that sucks to have to spend that amount on taxes and, like, you're super rich. Like, is it really fair? But do you – it doesn't even – it does not even affect your quality of life at all. You're still 
going to be able to own all the houses you own, all the yachts you own, do anything you want to do, have all the power in the world. Like, it doesn't change. So why do I, I'd like to know, like, I get why people in our situation don't like taxes because you work really hard and you spend a lot of money on taxes and it really does change how much, you know, like, I feel like if we didn't have any tax money taken out, we could live Mm. on somewhat higher of a level. Yes. (laughs) You know? Very much. Me being a single man without kids, they are killing me. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. I'm punished for now. I, sometimes I'm like, maybe I should just go have a kid. Like, damn. Mm. They are you definitely me. should. Okay, that's, let's get back to the cap <laughs> on the billions. Um, <laughs> that's another story. Yeah. What would be your cap? What would be your cap? Mine is 20. I think you can't do anything with 50 that you can't do with 20. So I say $20 billion. Okay, now let's fix some shit in the country. That's more than enough. Right. Like, let's put all the rest of the money back into schools. Like, just if it all went right into schools, can you imagine the change that that would make? If they, took, if they just had these billionaires pay, like Warren Buffett doesn't pay any taxes at all, which I know how he does it. I, find, I, I read up on it. I know the loophole. He doesn't actually have any liquid money. It's all in stocks. And I get all that. Is if it all, paid, like, in Switzerland? No, no, he's doing it legal. What he does is um, all the money he makes, he puts, I think he buys up, like, he he buys a bunch of stock. So it gives him a line of credit because everybody knows how much his stock is worth. So he never really makes any money because he puts it right back in the market. But at any point, he can go and get his money out. Then he would have to pay a tax on it. But they can't but- tax, like, something he's not touching. He must have so, so, so much money that even if the stock market crashed and died, it wouldn't affect him. Like, you know. Well, he would, I, get, I think he would cash it all out because he knows when it's, I mean, he's been doing it a long time. He knows when a crash is coming. Furthermore, he gets a line of credit because of his name. He may yeah. have a long line of credit, but he probably has like a dollar in a bank. <laughs> that's interesting. He, that's the loophole that he uses but if he actually had to pay his taxes just for in this like the region he lives in let's say he lives in the southeast if he paid taxes then that money could go to schools in georgia florida mississippi for sure um the carolinas like just that three or four billion dollars could fix all of their school problems with what one if, tax year <laughs> what if the money went directly into like your local area so that would just be like I would want to move to New York or California <laughs> yeah. because yeah, I was about to say I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why live anywhere else? So I, I can't think of any billionaires that are in Atlanta. I think Arthur know. Blank is a billionaire. Bang! There it is. Okay, so now we got ours. <laughs> so, yeah, and I'm pretty so. sure Bernie Mark. Well, I don't know if he's a billionaire. I'm sure there. I'm. Oh, Sarah Blakely. She's a billionaire. I just learned that. Mm. Um, she created Spanx. She's a billionaire from that. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> That's what underwear did to her. Atlanta <laughs> billionaires. Looking I didn't know up. she was from here. Yeah, she lives in Buckhead. 
That is amazing. She has yeah. convinced a bunch of women who aren't even overweight to go and get some underwear to make them look small when they're small anyway. She's a mm. genius. <laughs> she smooths out ladies' lines and, and butt cheeks. Um, it wasn't apparently, even necessary. <laughs> there's 13... I don't know. Spanx do a lot of good things. Yep, she's listed as number one. 13 billionaires in Georgia. Wow. So already we fixed the streets downtown. Jim Kennedy... I don't know who that is. He does media automotive, nine point three billion. Bubba Kathy, oh Chick Fil A, duh. Of course. Um, six billion. Dan Kathy, who also is Chick Fil A, six billion. Bernie he Marcus, he he did. I think yeah. you told me that actually. Yeah, I didn't realize who I was sitting across from at the time because I was just ready to go. But <laughs> <laughs> so, did you talk to him? Uh, yeah, I talked to him, but let me tell you something. Um, as you know, I have a little, a slight problem with germs. People say germaphobe. I say clean. Before the, he gave his little speech, he dug in his nose. And like in front of everyone? He was like in the corner of the classroom, but I watch everybody in every room. (laughs) I stare at people and I just watched him. I'm like, surely he's going to leave, but he didn't. And he gave a speech, and he just sat back down. He didn't wash his hands. So that turned me off. I didn't hear anything he said after that, which, you know, is stupid looking back. But Think of how many hands he's shaken <laughs> with those mucusy hands. Yeah, not mine. I gave him a pound. <laughs> That's pretty funny. The pound before yeah. it was even popular. Well, um, how old do you think I am? <laughs> I mean, how... How popular, like, when did the pound become a thing? They've been pounding since the 70s. Really? Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, as common as you see it now? No, not as common. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know when the pound got its extra (laughs) pump in its pound. (laughs) I'm not really sure when that happened. Okay, do you want to hear the rest of the billionaires in Atlanta? Of course I do. I need to bump into them. Bernie Marcus, Arthur Blank, Gary Rollins, who is, he became a billionaire on pest control, apparently. What? Randall Rollins, also pest control. John Brown for medical equipment, that should be me. Ted Turner, broadcasting. Ben Chestnut, email marketing. Dan Curzius, email marketing. David Zalek, financial technology. Sarah Blakely. Okay, but none of these people, no one has the highest one, like, is Jim Kennedy with $9.3 billion. So none of them would mm. actually have to give money back into the community if it was capped at 20 Well, no, no, not. I mean, the cap that I'm trying to institute when I run for president in 2024, look out. The mm-hmm. cap is just how much you can be worth. You still have to pay taxes. Like, like everybody pays taxes. No loopholes or anything. Everybody pays. Right. <laughs> like, and if they just pay, let's say, 20%, 30%, or maybe 40 because they're wealthy. I think it's 45 for the wealthy. If they just paid their 45% and it went back into the city, Atlanta would have no problems. <laughs> like, yeah. So much money that will come back to the city. I'm saying, like, if you could only, like, 
you could only keep up to $10 billion and anything after that had to go back to the community. That's so, more than enough. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. rich people don't pay for anything anyway. So their kids will go to school for free. And I mean, they would do a commercial. Everything would be free anyway. So they wouldn't even spend that money. It would it still is, be, it would still have it. It's kind of um, ironic how a lot of the richest people get a lot of stuff for free because they bring so much attention to it. So people want them to use whatever their product is or stay at their place, their hotel, whatever. It's all advertisement for them. So then they don't even have to pay. Exactly. Warren Buffett could say, um, I like the new cinnamon Coke. And he would never buy another Coke for the rest of his life. <laughs> Not yep. that he does anyway, though. Name recognition goes a long way. It's just crazy. Oh. Michael Bloomberg. Oh. We're having a package delivered. <laughs> oh, Charlie. Somebody want to mute me. Charlie. I think the people need to hear this. It's Charlie, everyone. That's Colette's dog. He's Can you vicious. hear me? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we got a package. <laughs> now the world knows. Charlie's really excited about it. Come on. Very excited. Um, anyways, moving away from billionaires, let's talk about what's going on in the world. <clears throat> I want to know your opinions. Come on. About, okay. Oh my God. I'll go outside. Tell me if you can't hear me. Um, what? Okay. My first question for you. So with this whole trial that's going on and, um, oh God, now I'm blanking on words. Um, <laughs> that's never a good thing. No, Which, it's kind of Exactly. Side note, I met a girl who told me that she often can't think of words that she knows she knows. And I was like, I have the same thing. And she said she went to go see a neurologist. Like, oh gosh, maybe maybe I should do. <laughs> Apparently the neurologist said that more and more people are saying they're having these kind of symptoms. So that's interesting. That's, well, at least it doesn't for important stuff. Whistleblower. Oh, it does happen for important stuff, but that's okay. Not the point. <laughs> so my first question to you is, do you think the whistleblower should be public knowledge? Mm, for their you, safety? Definitely well, no. Not. So it's the, the person's identity is supposed to be kept a secret. Like that's the written rule for however long whistleblowing has been around, which it's been around a long, 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 long time. Yeah. Um, I think since like basically the constitution was made, but Trump is trying to, and other Republicans are trying to get the name of the whistleblower announced. Um, and my question to you and the world, you know, is do you agree with that? Do you think this person should be, public knowledge this name oh um, and not only that they've been throwing around a name of a person who they think it is like don uh, donald trump jr tweeted out a name that 
um, of a, the person that's rumored to be? Uh, it's kind of, mm, I'm kind of torn. It's like, I, I don't think they should because I'm, I'm sure they'll be killed in a mysterious way. See Jeff Epstein. Um, yeah. But it depends on what your accusations are. I, I mean, I don't like dude, but I guess, okay, if you're accusing me of treason, because that's basically what they're saying, that's a serious accusation. And I would like to know who's accusing me of it so I can see if they actually know what they're talking about. Like, you can't be a janitor in the White House and say, yeah, I heard him on the phone with, with Ukraine. You're like, what? No, you didn't. <laughs> like, no, you didn't. I would, they would have to be vetted. They need to be vetted by... That's the whole point of this entire trial is to interview every single person that is involved and decide, like, have, you know, the American public decide if it's worth impeaching Donald Trump. Here's my I think, thing. I think okay, it, should, it should be known amongst um, the people who make decisions in Washington. I don't think the public needs to know the name, but I do think people within the trial should. And they should have to, well, I can't, they, they're not going to be quiet, but they should sign something where they can't release it. But I think they should know, but we don't need to know. <laughs> like, mm. See, I don't think we need to know. I think that if this were reversed and we had a Democratic president, um, there had been a whistleblower, the Republican Party wouldn't want anyone to know the whistleblower and they would be saying the opposite thing. Like, why would you ever want to make it so that the whole idea of whistleblower is if anyone ever feels like something is unconstitutional or wrong, they can be reported without having their name shared. So it, it enables this level of safety, you know, and it holds people accountable. Like you have to perform at your job to like, the American standard, or else if you don't, someone may report you and that person's protected. I just think it's so important for that person to stay unidentified, and I don't understand why. I mean, I get it. They want that person to, for exactly what you said, they want to know if it's someone who's legit. But the thing is, is that then un it undoes the entire whistleblower um, set up and like for the future you're completely screwed that's true I think also I don't even think it's Republican Democrat. I think if people didn't hate him so much they could probably see it from another perspective like well maybe we should know I think people hate Trump so much that they they, they, they don't want the name to come out because he does had he, he, he's playing it all wrong. Had he just been quiet and let people around him say it, then they probably would have been like, okay. But when you get on Twitter and then your son's getting on Twitter, like, he's, do you take this serious or not? <laughs> definitely not playing it right. The fact that he was on Twitter, so like, while, um, what's her face? The, the Ukrainian um, Yoko, ambassador. Yukovich. Yukovich. I think that's right. I knew it was well, a lie. Yeah. While she, I think it's a you. I don't even know. Yeah. I'm not sure how she spells her name. Um, while she was 
on trial testifying, Trump was actively tweeting her, like trying to intimidate her. See that, and that, that's so childish. Um, (laughs) Well, slash, it's like, I just feel like, I'm like, are you even trying to make yourself look good? Because it appears like you're not. But then he gets away with this shit. It's unbelievable. Because everybody knows that's just who he is. Oh, that's just Donald being Donald. He was was an ignorant-ass bully before he won. Right. (laughs) And to to his credit, he hasn't changed at all. He's he's the definition of keeping it real. When keeping it real goes wrong, he's the definition. He's keeping it real. He hasn't changed at all. That's true. I think we're saying her name completely wrong. I'm looking her up right now. But if we said it correctly, then people would be like, mm, well, who are they working with? Why do they know how to say it so properly? Mm, yeah, such a good yeah. point. Well, such yeah. a good point. I don't want to be accused of anything. What's really sad is I can't actually figure out what her name is because I can't figure out how to spell it at all. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, it's people cool. know people, what we're talking about. Yeah, well... well do they, though? Because I don't think people really give a damn about the impeachment. <laughs> really? Because get... I have actually loved listening to it. I've, I've been, like, glued you to have. it. Yeah, I'm surprised others haven't. I'm going to give you a little Yovanovich. statistic. Yovanovich. Yovanovich. Yes. I know Y-O-V-A-N-O-V-I-T-C-H. Look at you. In case anyone wanted to look her up. Or go into a spelling bee. I'm going to give you something that I thought was very interesting and telling about this country. T.I., who was a rapper from Atlanta, uh, he did. There was a story about him going to the gynecologist with his daughter to make sure. Oh, God, I saw that. (laughs) Yeah, it's gross. To make sure her hymen was still intact. Yeah. She's 18. It's freaking weird. It's the most most disgusting shit I've ever heard. Anyway. (laughs) It's so weird. (laughs) That that was trending, and that had more imprints and likes on social media than the impeachment trial. That was a bigger story than the president losing oh, his spot. God. That's what that I'm saying. That is insane. No one cares. If there's a better story than what's going on with the leader of the free world, people will listen. Like, nobody cares. She's insane. I don't get it. I don't get We're it. This, this is affecting <laughs> our lives. Yeah, I don't know. Harry Styles was trending more than the impeachment. He was on SNL, apparently. I think like our just, attention spans are terrible. <laughs> yeah, I think people just don't care. No, they really don't. But I don't get why they don't care. Because I don't know. I just feel like if Trump, like people are excusing what he did, what he did is not okay. Why are you okay with having a president who did something that's? It just sets it sets us up as a country to excuse that kind of behavior. And I just feel like it enables bad people to be in good positions. Hence what's no going one, on right now. Yeah, no one cares for a couple of reasons. One, gas is still in the $3. <laughs> Two, <laughs> the economy the economy's running smoothly. So people who have money yeah, still Yeah, that's why money. people don't care. And three, he represents this country. Like, he's the embodiment of the United States of America. Capitalists. Uh, bully, racist, homophobic. 
No one cares because when they look at him, they see America. He is America. <laughs> like, he is the embodiment of what this country is. Make money first, and then everything else comes second. No matter how you get to making money, as long as you make money, everything's fine. Terrifying. That's why no one cares. If it was a day, like, if it was 07 and gas was like $5 and people were losing their homes and everybody was broke, oh man, he would be the worst person on the planet. But right yeah. now, everything's smooth. What's sad is that's probably going to happen after he leaves office and then oh, for sure. blame <laughs> whoever comes in next when really it's his fault. Yeah, that's definitely going to happen. Because I don't know how long Popeye's is going to be selling this sandwich, but after he leaves, if they stop selling the sandwich, then the country's just going to go haywire. <laughs> I just don't understand why people aren't concerned. Why am I so concerned? I have so much, like, anxieties over these things. Well, you have a child, and you're thinking about the future. Exactly. I am thinking about the future. Having That's a child exactly makes you... the problem. Yeah. When you or have a child, slash you're the reason. Selfish. Yeah, you're less selfish now because you have a son to think about. Yeah, but so many yeah. people have children, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if more people have children than who don't have children. I'm not really sure what that statistic is. I yes, you do. That we it did was... it. We did? A few episodes ago, people are having less children. Millennials well, yeah, don't have kids. but are there more people in the U.S. without children than there are with children? I would think... Well, I don't know. I think I'm not really this sure. generation that's coming up, the 80s babies, I would say, yeah. I think it's, it's more people like myself who aren't married and don't have kids. I would say at least 30% of 80s babies are without... I mean, just think about your friends in your friend group. How many people are over 30 with no kids? Mm, maybe like 30%. Exactly. And that's because you have like 10,000 friends. So that's a microcosm <laughs> of the entire country. 30%. People just aren't looking, not looking forward, but they're just not in a hurry to start families anymore. Well, I think that's the difference is that like now, especially for women, I mean, you, you do, it takes a toll on your job. I will be the first person who speaks loud and clearly about that, that it, I mean, I know that there are certain jobs that make it easier to go back to work full time. And I could have done that if I really wanted to, but it wouldn't have been easy as a nurse. Like I would have had to change my job for sure because there's no daycare. I guess we could have done like a babysitter. But anyway, <laughs> my point is for women, it definitely impacts you and it impacts your job. And, you know, it takes you out of work for three months at minimum if you're lucky. Um, and then even that, it, I don't know, you're set up when you have kids where you are so torn because you like your job and you want to do well in your job, but then you feel like you're not doing well at home. I don't know. It's a big, fat mind fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and for men, it takes away money for shoes and for video games. Exactly. The new PlayStation's coming out next year. If I have a kid, Ugh, I can't... Oh, I, yeah, I know, Daniel's. That's going to take a lot of time. That sensitive subject. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll text him the specs, and he'll, I'll let him... <laughs> I'm I won't sure he him. already knows, and he's counting down the days. Yeah, it's next Christmas, usually. <laughs> it's exciting. PS5 on the way. 
I heard today that Google is, is that what you're going to say? No, 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 go ahead. So Google is apparently trying to break into the video game world, and they're (laughs) making a video game that is on, like, the cloud system. So you don't actually have to have a system. You just have to have internet. Um, Yeah, I saw that. Xbox and PlayStation are watching. Well... I mean, that would be so convenient not to have that giant console in the living room. I just don't think it's feasible because of, like, the Internet. Like, it would probably take about 10 to 20 gigabytes an hour to play a 4K game. Now we're entering the nerd part of the show. Mm -hmm. It's about 10 gigabytes for a 4K game an hour. And most people don't have that many gigabytes on the internet plan. So then you'll start reaching the data caps. And then it'll start throttling. And then it'll slow down. So it's not feasible. It won't be around long. That's, wow, that's you, like, went way... I don't even know any of that. Some people listening will. If you play video games and you love electronics, then you'll understand what I'm saying. And why yeah. this will never work. It won't work. That's probably <laughs> true. But so that's if you have probably children... True. Yeah, if it's for children, yeah, like if you have a kid that just wants to play Angry Birds or something, that's pretty low resolution. You'll be fine. Hmm. But if you want to play FIFA and Mortal Kombat, there's no way they can support that. But they'll make a little money. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. PlayStation 5 on the way. So when (laughs) does it come out at the end of this year? No, next November. Oh, you know what? Like a year had, from now. A year from now, yeah. Not this not this cycle. When you said about your job and working with kids, I meant to tell you, Kamala Harris, even though she's pretty much out of it, she had this thing about extending school hours to 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. So working parents wouldn't have to pay yeah. for daycare as much. Um, you think that's a good idea? I mean, I think that would be huge for parents. I think it would be, I don't think we can do it. There's not enough money or support. The way it is, schools don't have enough money. And there's no way you're getting, I mean, teachers are so underpaid and like pulled horribly thin, stretched too thin. Um, I don't think it's a bad idea in that I think there should be more support from the community in terms of childcare. Mm. But I don't know if making school hours longer is the answer. It's an interesting thought. 10 hour school days, Colette says no. All right. <laughs> I mean, I would assume that they wouldn't make it like you can only ask a kid to retain so much information in a day. They probably, the way it is, get like a solid maybe six and a half hours of actual education and information you probably can't really take in that much more as a kid but imagine if they like every school offered after school programs that were sport you know like basically like they used to where you could stay at school till 5 p.m and you just there was think of how many kids that would keep out of trouble a lot yeah so i definitely support it but I don't know how they do it. So your thing Unless, is financially, it would be a problem for teachers. Yeah, they would have to figure out how to. Yeah, I don't. I think it's too much to ask for teachers 
to do, you would have to pay teachers way more. Mm, that makes sense. I did not or factor you, that Or in. you'd have to have like a second shift of teachers come in. Like a Similar hospital. Similar to nursing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, it's funny we're talking about this because I was thinking today, and this is my genius idea, so if it happens, you heard it here first. But, you know, in the wintertime, they really need so many nurses and techs and respiratory therapists. Like, they need them desperately. They're throwing money out, just throwing money at people, trying to get people to pick shifts up. And today, I thought, like, I wonder if they offered basically, like, a a teacher schedule where in the fall and winter, you work Monday through Friday, eight or ten hour days, but then you get, like, two or three months off in the summertime, if that would help the staffing and what that would do for staffing. Mm. Don't you think that could help? Yeah. Yeah. Which group would make more money, though? You could make an equal amount of money. I mean, Mm. if I had the option of working Monday through Friday, 7 to 3, I would maybe take that offer up. To do it, like, September to May. That's that's a solid... That's like a basketball season. That's a long time. Yeah, Yeah, that's basically what teachers do. Well, seeing as how you don't work tomorrow, and I do, I'm going to run to the people at work, and I'm going to say that this is my idea. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, you bring up that suggestion as co-manager and see what people say. Oh, I will do that. And that's what America is all about. Stealing ideas. <laughs> exactly. It came full circle. It came full circle. All right, ma'am. I understand you have somewhere to be. So we're going to wrap this on up. Well, well, it was always fun, as always. Yeah, yep. Yep. Indeed. Miss all hearing your right. voice. And I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. And uh, I'll stay on Twitter and. So we'll have something to talk about next week. Okay, stay on Twitter. (laughs) Something will happen. (laughs) I'm sure it will. All righty. TTYL. Yep.